The Babblings of a Fairly Uncontrolled Mind, Episode 5. Gratitude. I have a lot of gratitude today. It's a Saturday. And a couple days ago, I finally posted the first four episodes of this podcast online. And I shared it in social media, as you should, especially if you want somebody to listen. And I'm grateful today for everybody that did listen. Thank you so much, especially if you're listening to this one now. I have gratitude, and it's it's been in short supply lately. I haven't felt a lot of gratitude toward things. Uh, gratitude towards my children, of course, for always being there, for always helping me and teaching me and allowing me to teach them even when they think I'm wrong. Sometimes it turns out that I'm right, and well, sometimes it's better to just allow them to believe that they've hit their own point of understanding rather than going, hey, listen, I told you that six months ago. But you know what? That's gratitude, too. It's gratitude towards being humble. Being humble is important to me. It always has been. I've never been a big person to... Say, yeah, look what I did. Congratulations to me. Yay me. I've never been that kind of person. I've done many, many, many things in my life. I've, from working in a nursing home as my first job to my four years active military, working on planes to being a firefighter for 20 years and even despite being injured on the job finding a way to maintain giving back to not the community but the people that serve the community the firefighters that served the community I worked in the medical section for a number of years helping guys get back to work even though I had a physical injury that precluded me from returning to that duty, which I really wanted to do. I wanted to do so bad. I once told the doctor at the medical section when he questioned my um, <laughs> sorry, had a cough again. When he questioned my uh, want to return to duty. He looked at me and said, you know, your ankle, which is what I injured, will never be the same. You'll never be able to, you know, be 100% on that ankle and return to duty. My answer to him was as simple as this. I looked at him and said, well, then lop off both my ankles and I'll show up to work on stumps. <laughs> it's a funny way to put things but it's the way I felt I didn't want to give up on the job I didn't want to be the guy that went on a medical disability only after a couple years on the job because of a stupid accident the accident happened quite like this 11 o'clock at night we get a call for 
uh, I believe it was a car accident. So we get in the big red engine. Yes, engine, not truck. If you're a firefighter, you know the difference. Everybody else, look it up. And we go whisking off into the night to respond. Well, a woman who had way too much to drink didn't see the big red engine with all its lights in a clear intersection coming down the hill towards her and she drove right into the back of our engine well the side by the by the rear tire didn't do any damage to the fire engine surprisingly uh, unfortunately it did damage to me if you've ever seen like any of these firefighting shows which by the way, I don't watch. I've never watched Chicago Fire or any of the others. Just, no, I don't do that. It's like, hey, I've, I've actually been in a firehouse. I've actually responded to fires. I've actually crawled through fire buildings. I've put water on fire, as we say, the wet stuff on the hot stuff. I've done that. I don't need to watch some sort of over-dramatized show to try to remember those few years of fun that was fun anyway i digress um so the hydrant wrench which is the big wrench that we use to open up the fire hydrants and get water to the fire was next to me it was in a position where it was rested in a in a gap next to me and when we got hit, when the car hit us, the hydrant wrench popped out of its location and struck me on the inside of my left ankle. Now, I've got my fire boots on already. I've, most of my fire gear is already on when this happens. We come to a stop, of course. We have to because this car has hit us. We now have to respond to that. We can't respond to whatever the response was that we were called out for. My lieutenant looks at me and says, hey, go check on the persons in the car. So I'm like, you got it. And I hop off the engine as normal. And as soon as I hit the ground, I knew something was wrong. I, it just, you, 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 you just know when you're hurt and you know when it's a problem. So I, adrenaline flying, I go over to the car, find the, find the woman in the car. She's fine. She's practically passed out behind the wheel. She doesn't even know where she's at. Smell of alcohol everywhere. So I'm like, okay, stay here. Don't get out of the car. We'll be right back. We'll call an ambulance for you. At this point, coming back to the engine, I can feel the ankle. I can feel the hobbling. <laughs> I am hobbling. I can feel the pain. So my lieutenant goes, okay, what do we got? And I'm like, well, she's drunk. She seems to be fine, but I think I need an ambulance. And, of course, now he's asking why. I tell him what had happened, and he's like, are you sure? 
Because in order to do this, we have to initiate this whole pr procedure. I go to the hospital. I get checked out. The driver of the engine, the engineer, he has to go and do a drug test because he was involved in an accident where somebody got hurt, Na namely me. If the uh, if I hadn't been hurt, it, he wouldn't have to. It would have been like, okay, fine. So I think about it for a minute, and I look at the engineer, and he's just kind of like, hey, do what you got to do. So I'm like, yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to need an ambulance. So went to the hospital, got checked out, x-rayed, great. Go back to work. You're good. Great. So battalion chief picks me up, takes me back to the firehouse, spend two and a half hours doing paperwork, finally go to bed about 3.30 in the morning. Flash forward, the ankle wasn't okay. In fact, we found out later that the ankle did have a hairline fracture in what they call the talus or the taller bone. It's one of those. And uh, the orthopedic who had followed up looking at the x-ray the next day recommended I be immobilized and see an orthopedic surgeon about possible uh, treatment. The hospital never told me, never contacted me. The department never contacted me. And I went through several months of my ankle not being right. And finally, one day, it the day before my oldest child's kindergarten graduation, it went, it popped. I went to go up the stairs, cat jumped out in front of me, I turned to get out of the cat's way, ankle popped. Next morning, blown up like a softball. So now, surgeries, surgery I should say, not surgeries. Surgery doesn't work, ankle's bad. The department's like, you're running out of time, you're going to have to go on a medical leave of absence. This depresses me. I've only been on the job a couple years, and now I have to leave this job and start over again until the commander of medical looks at me and goes, how would you like to work here instead? I'm like, if it means a steady paycheck every two weeks, I'm your guy. Eventually, the appointment went through. And I spent six and a half years helping other guys get back to the duty that I couldn't do anymore. Now, what does all this have to do with gratitude? Well, of course, the gratitude of having that one person look at me and say, hey, do you want to stay on the job? I can make something happen here. The gratitude of that one person is immeasurable. It, it allowed me to stay on the job. It allowed me to then help other people stay on the job. I can't tell you how many people I helped through that six and a half years. I would say a large majority of that fire department walked through my doors at one point or another. Eventually, the person that gave me that job changed um it became a, a place where i couldn't stay so i parted company with them they took it as a personal assault 
thinking I was abandoning them and uh, never really spoke to me again. Gratitude for six and a half years of my time and even training other people to do what I was doing. So gratitude works both ways. Either you can accept it for what it is and be grateful for what you've been given or you can't. You can go ahead and just, I don't know, be angry over the fact that, oh my gosh, I gave you this. I made you this. How could you do this? I never understood that. It's my life. I have to live it. What's all this have to do with my current situation? Well, here I am still looking for a job. Here I am still trying to sort out all the gratitude in my life. And there is a lot of it. Like I said at the beginning, I'm grateful for everybody that's listened. I hope to continue doing this. I hope to continue to get more people to listen. Am I doing this for fame? No. I already told you, I'm not that kind of person. Am I doing this for monetary gain? Well, that would be nice, but do you understand how little money a beginning podcaster actually makes? I mean... Yeah, I am monetizing this. I will tell you that. I'm not going to lie to my listeners. I have made 14 cents so far. Woohoo. Don't spend it all in one place, kids. Will this ever make money? I don't know. It's not the reason I'm making it. The reason I'm making it is to entertain people and make people think, I suppose. Make people think about their own lives in their own place and know that there's a person out here that gets it. And just, I'm just an everyman doing a podcast that hopefully people will listen to and get the idea that they're not alone in the world. I already know I'm not alone in the world thanks to the people that have listened to it already. And thank you again for that. I hope to get more people to listen. But if I don't, that's okay. I'm grateful for what I've got already. Even though it's only a few people. Even though it's not known to the world yet. I'm grateful. And I thank you. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening, everyone.